Welcome to Down with Joe DeRosa. One topic, one hour, one guest podcasting to you for the holiday season. Today, we're going to talk about Christmas, and I'm joined by a very special guest. Really quick, let me get the plugs out of the way. Uh, Where am I going to be? New York City for New Year's Eve at the stand and at Stand Up New York. If you're around, I'll be doing all the shows at those places. Uh, Headlining shows, though, Lancaster, PA, January 4th, uh, the Lizard Lounge at the Chameleon Club. And uh, and then the following week, I'll be at Cap City in Austin, Texas. Excited to get back to Texas. If you haven't gotten it yet, the new album, Down With Joe, or uh, my head is mush. It's been a long holiday, everybody. (laughs) Uh, Mistakes Were Made, the B-Sides. You can get that on iTunes or Amazon. Anyway, why is my head mush? Because it's Christmas. Well, it's past Christmas. We're a couple days past Christmas. It was Christmas, and uh, I really blew it out this Christmas. A lot of food, a lot of booze, a lot of parties. I met my moms and dads in uh, New Jersey in their new house. Uh, I was on the road for a week before I came here. I'm on the road for... Two weeks after I leave here, and uh, it's a month-long trip, and it's a blur, And uh, but it's been fun. I love Christmas time. I actually get a little depressed when Christmas ends every year because, uh, you know, I get that sort of Scrooge thing going every year. I feel like uh, Bill Murray at the end of Scrooge when he makes that speech about, you know, you can have that feeling every day, but we only have it once a year for some reason. Uh, I really do feel... I mean, I unblocked people on Twitter this Christmas. I never unblock anybody. I, that's, but that's, I get filled with the spirit, you know, because I don't want to end up one day being 70 years old, alone somewhere, saying, uh, is it too late for me to experience this like a Christmas carol? I, I, I like it. What, what can I say? And, yeah, I like the, the capitalist part of it, too. I like the gifts. I like the presents. But I like the emotional aspect of it, too. I'm not a religious guy, but, you know, I think at this point Christmas has become a holiday for more than just Catholic people. It's become a sort of a national day that symbolizes uh, certain things for certain people. Uh, Love, family, friendship, bonding, and whether you're religious or not, if you want to celebrate it, I think that's okay. So, with all that being said... I have here the person I spend every Christmas with, my mother. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Happy belated Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. And Happy New Year to everybody. Thank you. So happy to have Joe with us again this year. Are you? I am. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Happy to have you on the show again. Thank you. Are you happy to be here? You said when I asked you this morning, I said, do you want to do it? You said no. Yeah. But then you said yes. Of course. Why did you say no at first? Because <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to do. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to just talk about Christmas. Okay. I want to start by, well, you tell me, what was your favorite Christmas memory? My favorite Christmas memory? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I, I don't know, Joe. I'm old, you know. I have what a lot know, of 67? them. 67? Yeah. 67. Yeah, it's a lot and, of Christmases. Yeah. Yeah. I have many, many Christmas memories from the time I was a very little girl. Um, You know, where we grew up in a multicultural neighborhood, uh, everybody was the same, everybody loved each other, and, Uh you know, I lived in a a block of houses. We had 10 houses, and there were Italians and Irish. In Philadelphia. In in Frankfurt. Yeah. Yeah. Italian, Irish, Polish in our block. And, you know, everybody was one big family back then. And we all went in each other's houses at Christmas. And I remember my next door neighbor dressing up as Santa Claus and coming into our house. And, you know, so it stems from back then all the way up until uh, now. You know, Christmas, because I'm getting older, Christmas... um, being with family is more meaningful for me each year. That's the highlight of my Christmas is being with you. Right. Um, 
since nobody's we, ever said that. Nobody's ever said the <laughs> highlight of anything was being with me. So, um, congrats. Since we moved to Jersey uh, this past July, we've moved close to a lot of family, and we've gotten to see a lot of this family. And um, it's it's like your your priorities change as you get older. This I and, think was my favorite Christmas. Really? Because we haven't fought yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how many days have I been here? Uh, since last Monday. It'll be and what seven. day is it today, Sunday? It'll be six days. <laughs> That's a record. It is a record. <laughs> well, as the listeners know, I'm on Prozac, so that kind of changed everything. Yeah. I think. Even me out. Yeah. <laughs> the other day I was thinking, maybe it was me all these years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe I was the asshole. <laughs> What are you going to do? You know, you get older, you figure it out. Hey, you take the good with the bad if you love them. <laughs> what can I tell you? No, but I think this was my favorite Christmas because I moved to Los Angeles exa- almost exactly a year ago. Um, and last Christmas was was fun, but it was hectic because it was the first time I had to travel back across the country uh, to visit you guys for it. It was the first Christmas that I was away for the time surrounding the, you know, that far away, uh, surrounding the time leading up to it. And last year, too, I also came back for Thanksgiving and Christmas, which was too much uh, in a short period of time. That's a lot of six-hour flights. So this year, I stayed out there for Thanksgiving and then came back for Christmas. It let me appreciate coming home for Christmas a lot more. You guys are in this new neighborhood uh i like the house that you're living in it's nice being close to the family out here uh i don't know it just felt good this year yeah you know yeah i think you know i think your dad and i are um more active here we do live in a 55 and over very active community and we've made quite so a that few- means explain to them what that is that's a that's a community where they have like activities yeah you're, you can only live here if you're 55 or older. Or over, yeah. And they have clubs and, you know, we have, uh, we moved in July so we didn't get to experience the, the two pools that we have here, but we've joined a few clubs and um, have been going to the cocktail parties, which have been great. Do you and drink at those? Yeah. They provide the no, drinks. No, do you drink? Do I drink? I have one or two. What do you have? Uh, depends on what they have. Like at the cocktail party, they had, they have wine and cocktails and uh, uh, beer. So I had a glass of wine, two glasses of wine, and um, you know. How do you just have two? Because <laughs> I'm not supposed to be drinking anyway because of my health. That's why. But when you do, you feel any buzz from the two wines? I feel buzz after one wine. <laughs> and there's nothing in you that goes, "Let's keep this party going." No. No. You never felt like that. Oh, I was younger, of course. Really? Yeah. Did you used to drink a lot when you were younger? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, it was social. You know, you went out with your girlfriends on the weekend. What and, would you drink? Uh, I don't know. I forget. I don't really remember what I I think anything and everything back then. I you, became a vodka person. Yeah, I like vodka. Yeah. They say it's the healthiest. I don't believe that, well, but... Didn't I saw you do a Jello shot at Christmas? I, I never did. saw you do that before. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was very good. <laughs> yeah, my friend, uh, my friends, uh, well, my friend and his wife, they have a Christmas Eve party every year that they invite us to. So that's where we spend Christmas Eve. But she always makes Jello shots. Very good. Yeah, I do about six of them. You did one. I only did one. But that was good. Yeah, I was proud of you that you did that. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I have to be careful because of my cancer. I can't drink. Because you had cancer. Because I had cancer, yeah. and But you're better now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, I'm in remission. Everything is great. And, uh, well, but, cancer is one of those things. It's kind of like being an alcoholic, right, where they say you never have to stop worrying about it. It's, right. It's always still one day at a time kind of thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So when Christmas comes, I have a drink. And, um, you know, special occasions, I don't touch alcohol at all every, you know, during my normal day. It has to be a very special occasion. And, you know, I, I, you know, I miss, I miss more of eating the fatty foods than I do alcohol, believe me. Right. 
<laughs> right. Well, I mean, I I always say that food is my worst drug. I say all the time, if somebody came to me and said, you have a choice, you can either continue to enjoy alcohol, uh, you know, in a certain amount for the rest of your life or whatever, or you can eat whatever you want whenever you want and it won't affect your weight. I would take that. I would take the food. Yeah. Because I yeah. don't, I wouldn't care at the end of the night if I didn't have a few drinks. As long as I could go get a cheesesteak or something, I right. wouldn't care. Right. Or pizza or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've been on this paleo thing and it's. Yeah. I can't believe the difference in your look. I mean, you are, you need to stop doing it because you're getting too skinny. Maybe I'll become an anorexic. No, please don't do that. <laughs> I'm joking. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, you know, it doesn't seem like that bad of an idea, to be honest with you. You know, you start eating a little bit less. You're like, eh, maybe you don't have to eat every day, you know? Yeah, you do have to eat every day. <laughs> uh, well, what's, I what's can't. The- I took, I'm on a break now from the paleo. You can't do it for like, I mean, I guess you can do it forever, but I did it for a couple months and it was like. You lost a lot of weight, a lot of inches. I was getting to the point. You just start going a little crazy from it, you yeah. know? Like, I was. it was just, you know. How much turkey can you eat? You know what I mean? And salads and everything. It's it's easier That's for me. That's why you ate the ham at Christmas. I <laughs> ate the whole thing of the ham last night. You the rest did, of it. Really? That whole container. Oh yeah. My yeah. Uh, after I ate Chick-fil-A. So, you know, I'm way off the rails right now. But I'm still eating less because the diet, uh, I don't know. I guess it shrunk my stomach down or mm-hmm. something. I think so. But anyway, the point is, is that you can't. When, when I'm on a when I'm on a regimented schedule, like when I'm on a writing job or something, and I have to get up every day at a certain time and I leave at a certain time, then it's real easy because I get up and I go, okay, you know, I'm going to eat these pistachio nuts and these yeah, eggs, nice. and then I go to work. I drink the coffee mm-hmm. at this time. I eat a salad for lunch. I go home. I eat this for. When I have off. Like I do now, and I'm just torn, especially when I'm touring around. It's impossible. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't. You're on the road. You're staying off of some highway somewhere. There's nothing to eat, you know? And I don't care what anybody says. You can only go to the McDonald's so many times and get the, the salad with the chicken on it. Yuck. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with no dressing or whatever before you break and you get the Big Mac, you know? But I, I it's one of the things I was looking forward to with being home is is the food is definitely... They don't have food like this on the West Coast, you know? And I mean, it's... You come home to a good Italian family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we might make sauce today. You can't... Yeah. It's hard to find that stuff on the West yeah. Coast, you know? You can't get really good pizza out there, uh, the cheesesteaks and the hoagies and all the stromboli. You know, it's hard to find that kind of Italian. Even just the standard stuff, chicken parm and all that stuff. Right, right. You know? That's a very East Coast thing. So I don't know if it's traditional Italian food, but it's—I don't think it is. What? Like chicken parm, chicken parm, and, yeah, and eggplant parm, and oh yeah, lasagna. Yeah, definitely. I never. Definitely. Saw, I was in Italy once. I never saw that on a menu comfort. once. Yeah, that's Italy's comfort food. What uh, now? What was your favorite thing you got for Christmas? Um. Well, I, I'm everything really. I mean, I. I no one really knows this, but I'm a closet horror picture fan. Right. At certain certain movies, like the real old classics and the black and white movies. And right. So Joe was very kind to give me a whole collection of uh, black and white um, horror movies from, I forget what the... What Universal. The Universal Uni- Collection. Yes. So I, I had, took a day off yesterday and uh, just rested and... Sat and watched Dracula all day. <laughs> now the different Dracula movies. But, How many did you watch? Uh, I think four of them. You watched four? Yeah, I watched. By the way, what did you take a day off from? You were tired from the holidays. <laughs> good, <laughs> wise guy. Good, good. Uh, from the holidays, I needed a day of rest. I'm glad you relaxed. Yes, I did. Good. Uh, you watched four Dracula movies? Yes. Which four? Dracula, uh, Dracula, daughter, the daughter of Dracula, the son of Dracula, and the house of Frankenstein. <laughs> Which was the best one? Dracula. Which was the second best one? Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. They all start to bleed together yeah, after that. Yeah, yeah. 
You yeah. can't beat the first one. You can't beat the original. Well, that's a cool set. It's got the it's got all the uh, creature from the Black Lagoon movies and all the Frankenstein yeah. movies. I you got me into horror movies. Yeah, I know. And we watched the other night uh, Kevin Smith's new movie Tusk, and you like that. I did. <laughs> I was very proud of you that you liked that movie because that's a pretty. That's a pretty hardcore movie, I thought. Yeah, I did. I did. Like I said, I'm a closet horror movie fan. What can I tell you? I've always been since I was young, and I just like horror movies. Now I don't like anything that ha- that has possession in it and devil and evil spirits. Those freak you out. They freak me out really bad. Those are my favorite. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. But you read. You read. I wrote a horror script. Hmm. About I can't. I don't. Can't get into the details, but I wrote a horror script about the devil right. stuff. We'll just say right. you like that. You read I, that? Well, I did like it. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know if I could watch it as a movie. <laughs> Reading it was fantastic, but um, see, I love that's my favorite stuff is the devil stuff nah. because that takes me back to when I was a kid, it, and it really freaks me out. I still love The Exorcist after all these years. No, uh, I have. No, I know. I understand. Well, you're you, you're we, much more religious than I yeah. am, so I understand why it would freak you out. But yeah. But I, I like that stuff a lot because it, it does scare me. It does. I don't know why. It gets in my yeah, bones, but I yeah. like it. And I like, um, I like, I like supernatural stuff. I'm not a big, well, which is, you know, Tusk wasn't supernatural. If I can't stress this enough. If you're a horror movie fan and you haven't seen Tusk, you need to see it. I do not understand why the Rotten Tomatoes reviews are at like 40 some percent or something like I, I thought it was one of the best horror movies in years. Uh, it's not a supernatural horror movie, which, again, that's usually my favorite. But it was so creepy and so disturbing, and Kevin Smith did such a good job of somehow halfway through it suddenly making it funny and then making it disturbing and haunting again after the fact. It was it was awesome, and it's the first of a trilogy. Uh, yeah. Apparently... The Johnny Depp character is going to come back and do uh, two other, I guess, one or two other movies or something. He was so funny in that movie. Yeah. He was. He was great. Yeah. It was a, it's a great movie. I really think it was Kevin Smith's best movie, followed by Red State, which was his, was that his second to last movie? Which was, the, well, that was the other horror movie he made. Did you see Red State? No. <clears throat> Red State was another Kevin Smith movie, which was about, like, um... Uh, it was based on uh, Fred Phelps. You know Fred Phelps? Mm-mm. Fred Phelps is the really hardcore, or well, he's dead now. He was the really hardcore, uh, I guess they were uh, the Baptist something or other. I don't know. He was the guy that would boycott or protest at funerals and the signs would say God hates fags and all that stuff. Oh, so anytime somebody would die that they deemed as a sinner, they would go and protest at their funeral. Oh, wow. They're real disgusting people. Anyway, he made a movie called Red State where the same guy, Michael Parks, who plays the, the bad guy in um, Tusk, mm-hmm. basically plays the Fred Phelps oh, wow. type character. And he's got this compound where... He's got his religious cult, and they set up this thing, this trap, where they put a, an ad in the paper for a fake prostitute. And these three high school kids go to the prostitute, and they drug the kids, and they bring them in. They're going to they're going to murder the kids in front of the congregation to show that that's what Ew. happens to the sinners, whatever. And then, but then it ends with this Waco type of thing where there's a standoff between the FBI. That's most of the movie is the standoff between the FBI and the religious compound. But the FBI is led by, or the SWAT team, whatever it is. It's John Goodman. Oh, okay. And, and uh, Kevin Pollack. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's intense. It's really scary when they have the kids in there, when they have the kids in the compound. It's, it's scary. Because that guy, Michael Parks, is, if you, if you don't know him by name, he's become one of my favorite actors. He's, He's, what else was he? He's in all the Tarantino, well, a lot of the Tarantino movies. He's in uh, Dust Till Dawn. He plays the sheriff that gets killed at the beginning of Dust Till Dawn. And that's my favorite Tarantino character ever of all time. The guy's an amazing actor. He used to be a country singer. Anyway, check out those two movies. So you got the horror movies for Christmas. Right. And you enjoyed them. Right. You got me some horror movies. I now, did? Yeah. They're, they're horror movies? 
Well, some of them are. Oh, I didn't know that. This is now what happened this year was my mom said, What do you want? And I said, How about I just send you an Amazon list and you can buy stuff off of that? Because I'm a real media freak and uh I like I like media. I like I still like DVDs and Blu rays and CDs and, and I like books and whatever. So, you know, sometimes I want a specific my mom's not a nerd like me, so she doesn't understand if I say, like, it's got to be the silver anniversary edition because I already have the bronze, or, you know. So I thought it's a lot easier if I just send you this Amazon list and say, just click the thing and it comes to you, right? Uh, but, yeah, so you were giving me things. You don't know what any of this stuff is that you gave me. You gave me the Reanimator trilogy. Oh, I've, I know about those. Those are hard. Yeah. Yes, those I I know about. Uh, you gave me a couple Jesus lizard CDs. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, they're sort of uh, an art rock. Do you know what art rock is? No. <laughs> like art rock means like weird time signature. Do you know what time signatures are? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Well, time signatures are. Is the time signature is the is the count that a song is in? Oh, okay. So most songs, pop songs, whatever straightforward songs are in four four. Right. One two three four. Yes. That Kicks on one, snares on two. Boom, but boom, but right. Right. You get into more complicated time signatures. You know, stuff is in five or in seven, so it'll go. Five will go. How does five go? Man, it's been a long time. Seven will go one, two, three, four, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, okay. one, two, three. So oh, it loops in a different time. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So bands like Rush, did you ever hear Rush? Yes. You did? I did. Okay, well, Rush, the old Yes, remember Yes, owner of a lonely heart? Yes. Before that time, Yes was like a more no of a... No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it was more of an art rocky band. Frank Zappa, yeah. you know Zappa. Yes. Uh, so, you know, bands like that, they did more of the stranger time signatures. So Jesus Lizard is sort of like a hard rock or heavy metal band that also incorporated the art rock stuff. You follow me? I am following you. <laughs> and both CDs had a naked lady Just on the back. Just because I have I this zoned out look on my face <laughs> doesn't mean I'm following you. So... And speaking of the devil, you got me the Black Sabbath. Yes. Complete albums. I've heard them. That's Ozzy. Yeah. Well, this is Ozzy's band. Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, before he was a reality TV star and his <laughs> wife was judging contest shows. Well, I'm a great fan of hers. Well. I am. Who thought you would ever have been a fan of the Osbournes? <laughs> Black Sabbath, that's the first, what is that, seven albums? You, Warner Brothers put out these great, excuse me, these great sets and they're cheap. Where they, they, yeah. We're gonna, she just whispered, are we going to go all through this? We're going to go through some of it because I want to see if you know what any of this stuff is. Okay. That's why I brought it out here. All right. Warner Brothers put out these great sets where, like, like for instance, the Sabbath one. It's like the first eight albums with Ozzy, and it's like 30 bucks or something like that. And you get all eight Ozzy albums. And then they, you got me the Deep Purple one. You don't know who they are either. No, I'm not sure who they are. Smoke on the water. No. Bam, bam, bam. Oh, yeah, that everybody plays the chords to on the guitar. So you got that, what I was doing, right? Yeah. Every time Bill's on here, Burr, and I do a song for him, he starts laughing at me, and he says it's a horrific rendition. He (laughs) doesn't know what I'm talking about. I knew I wasn't doing him that bad. If you listen to this, Bill, hi. Merry Christmas. I just saw your special on Netflix. Did you watch it yet? I did. It was great. You watch it? Yeah, I it watched funny, it. funny, right? Yes. Yeah, it was really funny. Yes. There you go. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> Especially when he does about the Catholic Church. And um, God, forgive me, I'm very Catholic, but it was really funny the way he did it. <laughs> I had a laugh. Good, good. <laughs> I think that special is great. I think yeah. that was his best one. Very good, Bill. I really, really liked the Donald Sterling stuff. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. There you go, Bill. My mom's plugging your special, you old, you old queef. The, uh, um, this is my favorite thing you gave me because it was on my list. I could tell you had no idea what the hell it was. The Werner Herzog collection. No idea, right? No idea. 
he's a filmmaker uh, from Germany, obviously. I, I would assume Germany. I always, I don't know as much about. I mean, the cover looks like, like it's a. Uh... It's like a what? Go ahead. No, I can't say. What? What? <laughs> All he needed was like a little mustache. <laughs> a, little, a little mustache. A little mustache. <laughs> and he looked like he was going to tie you to the train tracks. <laughs> no. The, uh, I got you. The, uh, he looks like he needs a little mustache. Yeah. Oh, and then he looks like you can say Hitler. It's all right. <laughs> he does kind of look like he him does a look bit. like Hitler. All yeah. he needed was the little mustache, and I figured, what in the world is Joey getting into these days? He's not. It's, he's not Hitler. <laughs> He's a very respected filmmaker. But this is real art house stuff. Listen to the names of these films. Even Dwarves Started Small. <laughs> Land of Silence and Darkness. Uh, Aguirre, The Wrath of God. The Enigma of Caspar Hauser. Wozek. I mean, this is like, this is real European art house stuff. But I've always wanted to get into this guy. And uh, I wanted this box set. Look at it. It's a beautiful box set. It, oh, it's got it's this gorgeous. creepy picture of him on the front. It's in a little black, like, uh, what would you call that? Like a kind of, like, a, like a it almost binder. looks like a binder. Yeah. There's a big book in there, and I don't know. I, I'm a sucker for that stuff. I, I love all that. I love a nice DVD set. I'm a cheap date. So there you go. That's, this, that's some of the stuff my mom yeah, got me. That's really nice. Yeah, you also got me some John Cassavetes movies. I absolutely love John, John Cassavetes. You do? And his wife, Jenna Rollins. But you didn't know he made movies, though, right? Until you got those movies. Exactly. I mean that he made movies, like wrote and direct movies. Right. Directed. Right. I just really know him from his TV series, uh, which was on many, many years ago, Johnny Staccata. And, um, and Rosemary's Baby, of course, but I just really like John Cassavetes. Well, he is probably, I'd say, one of the most rogue uh, creators of American cinema uh, that we've ever had, which is why he wasn't immensely popular. I don't know if you'd like those movies at all. I don't know. They're, they're different. Yeah. They're different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it feels almost like you're watching a documentary. Oh. Because he shot everything documentary style. Well, are they suspenseful? No, they're just character studies. Okay. You know, it's literally just, they're, they're slices of life of people going on very particular journeys. And it's not the kind of thing where there's going to be like twists and turns and whatever. It's, it feels more like you're just watching real people on camera. Oh, yeah. He, he was kind of like that. And, you know, that was his style. <laughs> and no, right. seriously. I know. I, you right. know. And maybe that's why I didn't take an interest in his um his what? His work other than, you know, something that had I know they have stories behind them. Okay. But like in his T V show, you know, he was a cop and whatnot and Well that's the interesting thing about John Cassavetes is he would do things he'd go from real mainstream to really off I'm sure he did the mainstream stuff so he could fund these things. Yeah. You know, George Clooney said that. He said that he made all of his money off Batman and Robin, and he said it was a terrible movie, but it allowed him the freedom to make any movie he wanted. Yeah. And you look at the movies he makes after that, they're still Hollywood films, a lot of them, but, I mean, he makes the movies he wants to make, yeah. you know? Yeah, um, <clears throat> And that's the way you do it. I think um, another guy that did that was, like, Steve Buscemi. You know, he was in a couple blockbusters like Con Air and whatever that weren't really good movies, but then... He went off, he made his own movies, you know. Right, He's doing right. a Boardwalk Empire now. And, and then they just canceled that. Did they cancel it? I think so. They did? I think so. I, I think they did. I'm not 100% sure, but I think they God did cancel man. it. I don't got a shot in this business. <laughs> if he can't keep a shit show on the air, what the hell am I going to do? God almighty. You get the right part, you'll do great. He had the right part. Well. That whole show was perfect. Everybody, Bobby Cannavale was on it. Everybody was great know, on that show. I know. Holy shit! Ugh, this I could stinks. be. I could be wrong, but I think. Well, other. I think they did. Other stuff like that has been canceled. Where I was scratching my Deadwood got canceled. Do you remember uh, how popular that show was? Yeah, but I never watched it. 
I never watched it either because I just only because I don't like westerns. But I mean, all I remember is everybody talking about how great the show was. And yeah, I'd seen it. It was very good. But then that got canceled. What kills me is the, a lot of these shows get canceled and they'll go like, well, they might be making a Deadwood movie. And it's like, I don't understand how something doesn't have enough viewership to get canceled, to not get canceled. But then there's enough viewership that they could still make a movie out of it. Why wouldn't you just keep the show on the air then? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I'm sure. I, I don't think I ever understood this business, which is probably why I'll ultimately fail at it. You don't. I'm joking, Mom. Don't. I'm joking. You're not a failure. I'm joking. I'm just joking. This is part of what I do on the podcast. I, I beat myself up a little bit. What are you looking up? Was Boardwalk Empire canceled? I should have you here all the time because I don't know any answers to anything, and then I don't bother to look it up either because it's too hard to do it by myself. Uh, it says Boardwalk Empire going too soon. Fifth and final season starts Sunday night. Well, okay. you know, at least they gave them the heads up so they can end it yeah. properly. Boardwalk Empire will end with season five. You know, Ricky Gervais does it right. It's got to be a thing that they build into the contracts with the shows or whatever. Because every one of his series ends with a 90-minute finale episode where it's like a movie that wraps everything up. He did it with The Office. He did it with Extras. And then he did it with uh, Life's Too Short. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then, oh, and then they did it with Stephen Merchant's show, uh, Hello Ladies, who's Stephen Merchant's partner. So I feel like they must build a clause into the contract that says, if you cancel us, you have to give us this 90-minute movie so we can tie up the story. Yeah, there you go. It's a good idea. And every one of their shows goes one, maybe two seasons, and then they do this 90-minute movie. It's kind of nice, to be honest with you. I kind of like that they only go one to two seasons. I don't need 17 seasons or something, you know? Well, how many seasons was um, Boardwalk Empire on? Well, it said the fifth is the final. Oh, that's right. Yeah, duh. All right. You know what I just got? I just got Amazon at a sale, 60 bucks, all nine seasons of Seinfeld. Really? The whole series. They're classics. It's they killing are me. classics. I've been watching it at home. I can't stop yeah. watching. I forgot how funny it was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't forget. I remember that it's a great show. That's yeah. why I bought it. But until you start watching it again. Yeah. Because I don't have cable, so I don't see the reruns ever. So right. I haven't seen that show since I was in college, I right. don't think. Right. You know? Yeah. It was a great show. Yeah. It's terrific. What's your favorite show of all time? TV show. Comedy the TV show. F- <laughs> Of all time. What do you think I watch every night, the reruns? I Love Lucy? No, everybody loves Raymond. That's but your favorite, right? Yeah. Well, I Love Lucy's a second, a really second, but she's not on syndication or anything. Raymond's your favorite, right? Yeah, but I think after three times, you see the whole nine seasons. <laughs> You've <laughs> you probably see- seen every episode three times, right? At least, at least. And you start thinking... How can these people talk to each other this way? You know, um, and even though Raymond was the star, uh-huh. I think his brother was the funniest thing ever. Well, they're they're all great. Yeah, yeah. They're all but, great on the show. Yeah. I remember, in fact, this was Bill said this again. Bill said, uh, we were talking about that show once, and he said, talk about a show where everybody's hitting a home run every episode. Yeah. I said, yeah, man. It's well, it's it's like it it's it's not like all in the family tonally, right? But it's like all in the family where everybody is coming in and just that's a dysfunctional family. I just got the all in the family complete series. Really? Too. That's I mean, you great. want to talk about masterful? Yeah. Every episode well, is like a little Broadway play. It's it's insane. I just <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I just saw Ray Romano on um, one of the late night shows. Talk shows. I don't know if it was Letterman or or uh, Jimmy Fallon, but they asked him about um, they were going to do a reunion, right? With every you know, everybody loves Raymond, and he said definitely not because there would not be a reunion without Frank, right? His father. So he said no. I there agree would with definitely that. Definitely not be a reunion. I agree with that. Well, they didn't do the Golden Girls reunion because um, the guy that played Stan died. I believe he died first. Oh, really? Uh, and then Sophia? Well, she had Alzheimer's. Oh. So I think she was incapacitated for quite a while before she died. Yeah. But yeah, he died. 
He's the guy from The Odd Couple mm-hmm. that plays the cop. Mm-hmm. Murray. But I remember B. Arthur saying it wouldn't be the same without having him there. Yeah. And then, of course, it wouldn't be the same if Estelle Getty wasn't there. Right. They're all dead except Betty White now. That's right. That's my favorite sitcom of all time. The Golden Girls? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's my favorite sitcom. And yeah. people look at me weird when I say that because I'm a 37-year-old man. <laughs> But I love it. I think it's great. I love that formula. I love anything with four women. I like the show Girls. I like Hot in Cleveland. I love Sex in the City. Remember the year you got me Sex in the City? Yeah. And it came in the big pink velvet box. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, lo- I love that formula of, of, of four women yeah. together. They won't do that with guys. Hot in Cle- Well, because they don't really... Well, there but was I, that one show on, I forget what it was called, with the four guys that worked. Entourage? No, no, it was a comedy show, which I really Men liked. Men at Work? Yeah, I really I never liked saw that, it. and they took it off the air the first season. So. I never saw it. Yeah. But they don't, like, sex and people, got, male friends of mine will say, why do you like Sex in the City? And I'll say, I'll, we're supposed to be talking about Christmas, you said? Yeah. You can say it on the mic, Mom. Mom, say it on the mic. We're supposed to be talking about Christmas. Well, you know, we, we sidetracked a little bit. Yeah. We'll go back to it in a second. Okay. But the uh, people will say, why do you like Sex in the City? And I'll say, because I can relate to it. I said, the commentaries about being single and dating and and the struggle of all that is, is as relatable on that show to men as it is to women. But they won't make that show for men because they think, I don't know what they think. I feel like they've <laughs> apparently one of the oldest failed pitches in Hollywood is it's like sex in the city, but with guys, uh, you know, that's one of the ones they tell you to never say. Yeah. Cause they've heard it a million times. Yeah. But you know, um, I don't know. I would, I'd love to see a show like that. Entourage. Everybody goes, well, entourage. Entourage is a show about four rich guys being rich. I don't want to see that. It makes me depressed. <laughs> it just reminds me how much my life stinks. I want to see people struggling. Anyway, let's get back to Christmas. Yes. Speaking of struggling. Yeah. I've been thinking about doing one of those soup kitchen things. Oh, great. Can I? Can On Thanksgiving, I, I want to do it. Okay. That's great. I, I want to say something. And what? this is not, you know, because I'm his mom or whatever, but I am just so proud of Joe. <laughs> I am. Don't laugh. I it am. sounds like I brought you on to say this. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you have no idea what I'm going to say. All right. I am just so proud of him because he has taken up uh, the responsibility, if that's what you want to say, or the love, the caring of donating to St. Jude's Children's Hospital every month. And I think that is absolutely wonderful. And I think it's a very um, positive definition of Christmas. Yeah. Okay. I'm proud of you, honey. I Thank I, you. You moved me to do uh, that also. I'm glad you said it. That's okay. the best kind of thing. That's the best part about charity when somebody else pats you on the back for yes. it. Yes. Yes. I'm joking. Well, no, no. Because no. you can't say it to people. You can can't never- say, hey. I know. I can't, I never know when he's kidding. <laughs> no, it's it's that's nice you to say. I didn't know. I didn't realize you felt that way. Th- yes, that is that is what what Christmas is all about. I do give to St. Jude's, uh, and I also give to UNICEF, which I'm not bringing that up to say I give to UNICEF. I'm bringing it up to say what a pain in the ass UNICEF is, because <laughs> UNICEF emails me every other day for more money. Yeah, wouldn't you like to give more? No. I'm giving you what I can give you. Yeah. St. Jude's doesn't do that. They send me a card. I know. They send you a card from the kid and everything. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's really nice. Just what you give, thank you. That's nice. Well, that just brought that to mind for me when you said you wanted to do with a soup kitchen. Uh, I don't know if you remember when you were little that Daddy and I wanted to do that on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I probably told you you were nuts. Right, you did. And you said, I'm not going to get my turkey. (laughs) (laughs) Well... I'm making up for lost time. Yeah. That's what I was saying at the beginning. Like, you don't want to end up being that Scrooge guy where you don't realize till you're 80 that you're an asshole. Uh, no, I do You know, look, I, I've, I've come to terms. Therapy and Prozac have helped me come to terms with who I am and who I've been. And I realize I've been... An asshole. Uh, an asshole. <laughs> for a long time. With the help of my friends, too, that have told me, you know, you're an asshole. Uh, so... You know, you try to make up for some lost time. But I was, yeah, I was thinking about doing that on Thanksgiving this year. And then I ended up hosting Thanksgiving and I 
didn't do it because I had never hosted Thanksgiving before, and it was. You did a great job. Well, you weren't there, but supposedly no, but it went okay. The, the you know. picture you sent me of the turkey looked great. <laughs> that was overwhelming. I understood finally why you were always so on edge when you Hassled. host a holiday dinner. <laughs> Um, but it went off without a hitch. I mean, but it just took all day. I mean, it was, I had to get yeah. up really early and it, 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 you know, and then my friends all came over and they all brought amazing stuff. And the great Matt McCarthy showed up with a bottle of Jameson and his, <laughs> his wife, uh, he and his wife brought a case of beer and, and rolls and gravy and Vince Averill. And we did a podcast that night. All these people came on Vince and Georgia and they, they brought, all kinds of sides and it was, you know everybody brought something Karen Kilgariff was there Jesse Pop was there it was it was a it was a really great time Pat Walsh um who made yams my friend Pat made yams he said he never made them before and he showed up I mean these things looked perfect and you ate them I didn't eat them no I know I was gonna say you never ate yams. I mean, he had the toasted marshmallows on yeah. the top I mean it looked like it was out of a magazine yeah. recipe yeah I mean, he'd see, never done it before great. that's yeah. great yeah, it was it was a nice time. It was a really nice time. Karen made mashed potatoes. Everybody made something. It was great. Jesse brought cake. We didn't expect Jesse to make anything. So he brought a chocolate cake. But it was a great chocolate cake. You got to go to the bathroom? Oh, geez. You can say it on I the podcast. I want to say that, yes. That's fine. You could, That's the point. You can say anything you want to say. You could, it's, These things aren't like radio. You, you got to go? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, I'll be right back. All right, go ahead. I'll cover this. Are you embarrassed? Yes. Sorry. Ma, it's normal. You got to go to the bathroom. It's fine. Yeah, I go to the bathroom during it sometimes. I'll cover this. Let's pull up, actually. Uh, I want to get this ready because we're going to do a we're gonna do a complaint department today, um, which is a new segment uh, we're doing on the show where I uh, take complaints from listeners and... Uh, and just kind of discuss their complaints, you know? It's pretty much self-explanatory. Um, but I also like to talk about, uh, you know, whether or not I think the complaints are valid, whether or not I agree with the complaints, blah, 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 blah. But this today is the, um, is the uh, Christmas edition of Complaint Department, and it's going to be uh, people's complaints about Christmas. Uh, so hopefully that is interesting. Um, I think it will be. I'm curious to see. I mean, sometimes these complaints get a little, uh, what's the word? Is, is the word crass? Is the word randy? I don't know what the word is, but sometimes they get a little, you know what I mean. And uh, so I try not to read them beforehand, and I'm not going to read them beforehand today. So I'm just kind of nervous slash curious about, you know, reading these in front of my mom for the first time. I mean, we do have an interesting relationship because I don't think either of us watch our mouths. You know, my mom hears me cursed all the time. I curse like a sailor, and uh, she doesn't seem to care. So she doesn't seem to be offended. She comes to my disgusting, dirty comedy shows and seems to have a good time. So, you know, this this shouldn't be too bad when these pop up. Uh, I was just telling the listeners we're going to do a segment called Complaint Department, and I don't read the complaints people send until I read them. I was nervous about reading them in front of you because what if they're kind of dirty? But then I said, well, you, you, you see, we watched Bad Santa the other night. And yeah. You were laughing. What's wrong with this family? <laughs> Came in for Christmas, we watched Tusk and then Bad Santa. <laughs> you were not- laughing really hard at Bad Santa. No, I wasn't. Yeah, you were. I was? Yeah. I just like the way it turned out at the end. The end is nice, but you were laughing when he was with the kids and, yeah. he, you know, in the yeah. mall and everything. Yeah. Dad liked it. I decided I was going to show it to you because I with a scene, I was watching it with my friend Jim, and the scene where they're in the boxing ring and everybody keeps hitting oh, yeah. the other guy in the nuts. I turn to Jim, I go, I got to show this to my dad. My dad will lose it at that. And he, and did. he did. You all right? Yeah. Yes. Let's get back to Christmas talk okay. before we get into the complaint department. Okay. All right? Yes. What's your favorite Christmas memory that you've ever had? Well, you already asked me that. Did I? Yes. No, I said, what was your favorite Christmas? Wait, oh. no, I said, did I memory. ask you that already? Yes. 
And you yeah. say when you were a kid? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, you are. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> what, did, what were some of the traditions then that you and your family did at Christmas? You used to do the seven fish? Seven fish on Christmas Eve. Tell the listeners Eve. about that. Yeah. Italians are known to have never to eat meat on Christmas Eve. Um, now, what does that stem from? Is uh, that a religious belief? What it's a that? religious belief. It's a religious belief. And really, the the seven fishes, you know... They really don't know what that is. Some say it was that the Lord had seven fishes at his last supper. Look, so, somebody. Look who's calling. Hold on. Uh, Let's see if we can somehow. And uh, is he listening to this? I don't think so. Oh, and. Hey, Burr. Burr. I'm on my podcast right now with my mom, and she literally just. Oh, Chris Kringle. <laughs> she literally just was just talking about how much she loved your new special, especially the religious material. Would you like to say anything on the podcast about that? Bill? Uh, yeah, that's very, very flattering. That someone uh, who grew up with the talent like Joe DeRosa would think that, that type of thing about my special. Oh, that was nice. Bill, I don't know if you can hear me. He can hear you. Uh, I can hear you. That was absolutely wonderful. I've watched it twice. I have watched it twice so far. Well, congrats, Bill. I don't even know if she's ever seen one of my specials once, <laughs> except for being at the taping. Well, if it makes you feel any better, my parents haven't seen mine yet either. They can't figure out Bill, I'll call you in a little bit. We're talking about Christmas. You want to give any Christmas thoughts before you hang up here? Yes. Joe, I think your next album... You should do. You should dress up like Johnny Mathis on his Christmas album. I'm gonna see you in a nice Christmas sweater, holding a pair of skis and some fake snow. All right, I'm gonna do. You call it Joe. Joe breaks the holidays, and then it's just an hour of snow. <laughs> I love it. All right, man. I'll, I'll call you back in a little bit. All right, guys. See you. Bye, Bill. All right. Sorry. That, that was, was good. great. It was a nice little. That dropping. was great. That was last week. Norm McDonald dropped it. Really? Yeah, I was doing the podcast with my friend Sean and Norm McDonald, who I just met that day, was in the other room. We were in his hotel room. He said we could record it in there, and he dropped in at the end of it. Great. That was fun. Yeah. Never thought yeah. that would happen. Yeah. It was exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, go. I'm sorry. Okay, seven fish. Sorry. Seven fish. Yeah. We really don't know what the seven means. Um so, but it's an Italian custom. We have seven, seven different, <clears throat> excuse me, seven different kinds of fish on Christmas Eve, plus the pastas and the salads and everything like that. And then Christmas Day, we have um, normal Christmas Day dinner is like we have um, what we call scapel soup, which is like crepes uh, filled with cheese and a chicken Yuck. broth. I hate uh, that soup. Delicious. It's disgusting. And then we have some kind of a pasta, um, but it's like, um, it's not just pasta. It's like lasagna, ravioli, and stuff like that. And then we have the turkey and all the stuff that goes with the turkey and all the desserts and, you know, antipasta, hors d'oeuvres, whatever. So that's like yeah. a typical Christmas dinner. Yeah, it's a real break from the norm of the Italian diet at Christmas that they have <laughs> pasta and soup on Christmas Day. The... Uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> the uh, I hate that goddamn soup, the crepe soup. Right, it's disgusting because I hate chicken noodle soup. Uh, first of all, oh uh, well, that then you wouldn't like this. So I hate chicken broth, and then this is chicken broth with wet bread in it. Crepes, and it tastes like crepes. It's like you dunked a pancake in the soup, <laughs> and it's just a sprinkle cheese inside. Yeah, the crepes. parmesan. Yuck! <laughs> Yuck! It's like sandy cheese inside the pancakes inside the. The broth. Oh, I hate that soup. I hate, I don't like Italian soups. Pasta fazool no. is disgusting to me. You like pasta fazool. I like everything. What is it again? It's like a tomato broth with, I hate well, it. Well, pasta, the real name of it is called pasta fagili, which is pasta and beans, but it's, the slang is pasta fazool. And it's, what kind of beans are in it? Uh, chichi beans, uh, cannellini beans, whatever. That's gross. <laughs> Oh, I hate it. I hate it. I'm not a big soup guy. No, you're not. I like clam chowder. I like both clam chowders. I like French onion soup. I need soup with something 
added to it, like a melted cheese or like big chunks of clams or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can't go just. But potato soup. The creamy kind is yeah. good when it's got the bacon in it and everything. Yeah. I only like soup if it's bad for you. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. So what maybe the seven, I want to figure out what that seven fish thing's about. You think it's a, the seven times so-and-so marched around the wall of Jericho or whatever? No, I never heard that. Um, Who I, marched around the walls of Jericho? Um, I don't know. Joshua. 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 Is that what it is, maybe? Yeah. No. No. Seven deadly sins. There's seven hills of Rome. Somebody said it was. It oh, okay. meant the seven hills of Rome. Somebody said it was the seven fishes that... That Jesus had at the Last Supper. Um, well, that would make the most sense. And uh, that's really the only two reasons that I've ever heard of. I don't of. think Jesus had seven fish at the Last Supper. No, he probably only had one. If that. Yeah, no, one. I'm, I know they had one. Where's my iPad? <laughs> it's all right. You don't got to look it up. Yeah, seven fish. I mean, where were they yeah. at? A buffet? Yeah. These guys were broke. Well, don't forget, that's all they ate back then was fish. Yeah, but the, the the famous story is that people had two fish and he had to turn it into a right. thousand or whatever. Yeah. Did you ever hear that Sam Kinison joke? No. Where he goes, uh, where he talks about Jesus turning the fish, multiplying the fish. And he goes, so let me get this straight. There's 600 people here. Not one of you brought a sandwich. No, it's fine. <laughs> I'll get it. <laughs> Speaking of Jesus and Bible stuff, I saw uh, Exodus last oh, yes. night. yes. Gods and Kings. Apparent, according to gods and kings, Moses really killed a lot of people. Have you ever heard that version of no. Moses? He was killing people left and right. It was like Egyptians. Braveheart. All Egyptians. kinds of people. It was like Braveheart. He was stabbing people, killing people all over the place until he got religious. They really did that uh, seven plagues thing hard. That part was awesome. I, I want to go see that movie. Yeah. They really, they did the, they did, for those of you unfamiliar with the Bible, the Old Testament God is very different from the New Testament God. The Old Testament God is vengeful, wrath of God. That's all. In fact, I think, don't they say that in Raiders of the Lost Ark? What? He goes, uh, what's that coming out of the, what's that coming out of the ark when they look at the picture and he goes, I don't know, the, the wrath of God, something, whatever. But all that stuff in Indiana Jones, that's all, well, except Last Crusade. Well, all right, all the stuff in Raiders of the Lost, one of the movies. That's all Old Testament God stuff. You know, like you will be punished. He will smite you, all that. And, you know, Moses is an Old Testament story, and they did they did it because there's a part in the movie where he, he there's a couple parts in the movie where he gets mad at God, and he's like, what are you doing? I don't want to be any part of this, you know? Because, the, I mean, the part with the, the swarms of the flies and everything descending onto Egypt. It was gross. It was it was it was really cool though. You want to know how they did the seas of blood stuff? Rivers turn red with blood? Blood. Beet juice. No. Oh. I'm saying do you want to know how they do it in the movie? How? You don't care if I spoil it? No. All right, this is a spoiler alert. The the Egyptian fishermen are out in their boats and all of a sudden all these you see a crocodile swim up and then another one and another one. All these crocodiles swim up. And they're huge, and they're jumping out of the boats. They're killing all the fishermen. Then the crocodiles start attacking each other, and then the, the just blood. blood. And that's how it turns to and blood. And it turns to blood. And then because of the blood, the frogs get pushed out of the water because they can't live in it anymore. And, they, and then there's frogs all over the city. And then the frogs start to die because they can't go back to the water. And right. then the flies come because the frogs die. And then the flies bring the disease and the boils and everything. Mm -hmm. And then that spreads to the animals, and the animals start dying and throwing up blood and everything. And then finally, the locusts come in the darkness, and they do Passover. Right. That's when that Moses really gets mad, where he's like, I don't want any parts of this. But he goes but, to his people, and he says, everybody in the village, slaughter a, slaughter a lamb and uh, put the blood on your door. door. And uh, he says... Uh, he says, "Why?" Somebody goes, "Why do we have to do this?" And he says, "If I'm wrong, we will pity the lambs, and if I'm right, we will we will uh, worship them, or something like that." And he's, you know, in the movie, he's right. What are you looking up? Well, I just looked up 
about the seven fishes and the and the two. Were you not interested in any of that that I was just telling you? Yes. You sound like you weren't even I, interested. I was listening. I thought you would have think that was really interesting. I do. I do. I do. Yeah. All right. You I, sounded kind of. No. Right. No. 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 I was trying to look this up too. Okay. So, um, it says that there are many uh, reasons for the number seven. Seven is the most repeated number in the Bible and appears over 700 times. One popular theory is um, is that um, by the seventh day, God completed the work he had been doing, so on the seventh day, he rested. Uh, other theories include the seven sacraments, uh, seven hills of Rome. Okay, it may represent perfection. Uh, the traditional biblical number for divinity is three and for earth is four. And the combination of these numbers, seven, presents God on earth. So Jesus. there were some of the reasons why there are seven fishes. All right. Well, that's a lot of good reasons. Okay. Okay. Well, there so, you go. We solved the mystery of the seven fish. There you go. Let's go in the last five minutes to the complaint department segment of the show. Uh, these are Christmas complaints today. I asked for Christmas complaints so we could talk on topic. Uh, complaint department, this is easy stuff. You guys send complaints and I discuss them. So you ready, Mom? Ready. These come through on Twitter. Okay. This is from at Mush Boom. <laughs> One toilet in a house full of people drinking and eating all day. I got a shit out in a shrub near the mailbox. Oh, jeez. You think that's a valid complaint? Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm guessing you didn't really shit out in a straw, but it's a good point. There's one toilet and everybody's yeah. gorging themselves. You need to have uh, your Christmas dinner at somebody that has at least one and a half baths. Yeah, have your Christmas dinner at a truck stop. <laughs> you have all the stalls and hookers you could ever need. <laughs> Joe. What are you gasping about? <laughs> you ever heard about that? No. They're called lot lizards. <laughs> all right. Kent, this is from at Kent, net Kent. Not buying a gift for someone, then they buy you one, and now you feel like an asshole because you didn't get them anything. Yeah, that sucks. I'll tell you what's worse, getting a gift from someone, they don't get you anything back. And you just got to stand there like, oh, all right, well, enjoy that. <laughs> Take care. Uh, <laughs> I'm terrible at getting a gift when I didn't get something for somebody. I, I start stammering oh, i'm like oh yeah. i got you something too yeah it hasn't arrived yet yeah <laughs> horrible horrible did you ever do that did you ever get a gift where you didn't get somebody the other, no something? but i'm on the other end i give gifts that don't get anything in return <laughs> oh poor me oh, i know i know uh this is from eric underscore but i also told those people this year that this was the last year they're getting gifts good <laughs> good this is from eric underscore pepper my neighbor took her four days to bring a package left at her house that was for me on Christmas Eve. Who does that? All right. What are you complaining about? You got the stupid you got the gift, gift, didn't you? Be lucky that nobody stole it off the porch. I know. I know. That was the worst part about living in New York. When you had a package coming, yeah. it was terrifying. Yeah. You were so scared they were going to leave well, it. Now it's going everywhere. You know? Yeah, now they're doing it everywhere. Everybody just takes packages everywhere? Yeah. The news shows it all the time. Really? People are putting uh, cameras on their porches, and they're actually showing the people coming up, taking their packages. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's terrible. It is terrible. Uh, this is from at, at I am Oliver Clayton. I am Oliver Clayton with a Y in Clayton. Wrapping gifts, which is literally just putting garbage over your present. That's a good point. I know. I got to say, the older I get, the wrapping part of it is starting to bug me. The older I get... Wait. Wait. What? Who wrapped your presents? I did. Oh, other than this year. Don't we usually wrap them for you? You mean the presents I give to other people? Yes. Dad has wrapped them for me in the past. Yes. Because, because here's the thing, because I've never... I haven't lived here... Right. And I come home for Christmas and I got to give gifts to my friends that, that right. come back here. So I have the gifts shipped here. Right. Instead of shipped to me and then I, because I can't travel with them. You can't travel them. with them. And then sometimes dad will wrap them for me. Yeah. But I mean, I got to say, the older I get, I'm just like, what's the see, point? You know what the goddamn thing see, is. If it's a rectangle, you know it's a DVD. If it's a big flat thing, you know it's a record. But see, I'm just the opposite. And your father kind of puts a hold on me on this. 
if I had my way, which next year, God willing, I would wrap the gifts, put the big, beautiful bows on them, put elegant paper on them so that it looks like picture-perfect gifts. I like that. All right. I like that. But then it's destroyed in three seconds. So what? All right. At least it's beauty to the eye. It's nice. They look nice under the tree. I'll give you that. Uh, but I, I, I'll tell you, the older I get, too, the exchanging of gifts is starting to seem dumb to me. If I say to you, we're going to exchange gifts, and we have this silent agreement of, like, well, we spend about $50 on each other. Right. I might as well just keep the 50 and go buy what the hell I want. No. My thing is, is that I don't, and I'll tell you the truth, I didn't like shopping off your Amazon list because you basically knew what you were going to get. I didn't know what Christmas. you were going to get off of no, it, though. no. But, and I was thrilled to get all this stuff. Yeah. I'm it's the happiest I could ever be. I think we should, starting next year, that we should just not tell each other and just buy what we think. How about the DC comic books? That was great. I just thought of you. Yeah, and the that Johnny was really Carson nice. Stuff, that right? was really nice. Yeah. See, I think that's what we should do. But that's a recipe for disaster. Why? A couple things fine. Yeah. But everything? No. No. Okay. Because... Every time yeah. we've done that, I've given you stuff. You've opened it and you go, oh, I hate this. No, I never yes, did that. Yes, you did. Never. Yes, you did. <laughs> when I gave you the movie Castaway but with Tom Hanks, you open it and you go, I hate this movie. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I hated that movie. I thought you would have liked it. I thought that was a surefire hit. Yes. Uh, and uh, can we just back up a little bit? And I want to thank uh, Joey again because he not only gave me that um, – the uh, horror movie set, but he also gave his dad and I a beautiful entertainment. No, an entertainment, an entertainment. What do you call it? Cabinet. It's a thing, yeah, for Christmas. So that's nice. I'm glad you, you enjoy it. Yes. The uh, and thank you for what you gave me. You're welcome. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. What's the, uh, the next complaint? The, well, because I, I remember a time real quick. I remember, and I appreciate this. I forgot to say this earlier. I remember a time when we were struggling when I was growing up, and there were some Christmases where there were little to no gifts. Right. I'm very happy we had those times. Yeah, it makes you appreciate things. It does, a lot, a lot, you know? Anyway, all right. There you go. Humble beginnings, everybody. There you go. Uh, this is from at Jace. I'm still waiting Wait. for my house in Florida, though. <laughs> for me to buy it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting, f- I'm waiting for my house. Uh, at J Stodds, S T O D D S. Being nice is good this time of year, but overly nice to the point of phoniness is enraging. I agree. Sure, I agree. Yeah, why not? This I is agree. from uh, how the hell do you say this? A laser radials, E L E A Z A R O R O D I L E S. That's a tough one. Elysier Rodiles. Political correct assholes tweeting about how not everyone celebrates Christmas and how we should think about other religions. Um, well, I don't agree. I mean, I th- you know, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem saying to somebody, happy holidays. I have a problem if I say Merry Christmas, somebody acts like that's I'm being offensive. You know, uh, like it's like, man, I'm not, I'm not trying to attack your belief. I'm just saying like, what I was raised saying, and obviously it, it's a friendly saying. It doesn't mean screw you or anything. So, I, you know, I, I don't want people to get offended if I say Merry Christmas. At the same time, if somebody appreciates or would like me to say Happy Holidays, I, I don't care. I really don't give a shit. There are other holidays. I mean, the interesting thing about this time of year to me is, I mean, the capitalist aspect of Christmas has caused, I mean, everything shuts down. If I was Jewish, Christmas would irritate the shit out of me that I couldn't go get a sandwich on the 25th of December. They're not closing anything for Hanukkah. That would bug me. That would bug me. So I, I get yeah. it. I, I understand, you know, but, uh, you know, I don't have a problem recognizing the other people's you said at the beginning, happy Hanukkah. Mer- yeah. Happy Kwanzaa. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't have any problem. Good. Okay. Uh, but I will always say Merry Christmas because it is the season of Christmas. Well, that's what I'm saying. You yes. could, that's your thing. If a Jewish person said to me Happy Hanukkah or somebody said to me Happy Kwanzaa, I wouldn't be offended. I'd be no. like, oh, that's nice. Thank no. you for... Yeah. That's just my take on it. All right. <clears throat> this is from my friend Jared Logan. Very funny comedian. Follow him at, at Jared Logan. 
Christmas complaint, no phone call from my good buddy Joe. Yeah. <laughs> well, you didn't call me either, Jared. <laughs> I do miss you, though, buddy. Uh, this is my from my friend Jamie Arrington. Follow him. He's very funny. At Jamie underscore Arrington. Mom starts discussion about child slavery at the <laughs> dinner table. Yes. <laughs> I think that might be real. But, yeah, I agree. That's, that's weird. Uh, uh, let's see. We have time for... Where, where are we at here? I think we have time for one more. Oh, Jesus, barely. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's close with this one. This is from at a stooge six at a S T O O G E number six. You suck. You backstabber. Well, thank you. Not really a Christmas complaint. More like a commentary on me as a human being. Uh, <laughs> why not? Why not? My mom was blowing smoke up my ass the whole time, telling me I'm a good person, giving to charity and all that. Let's, you know, I, I don't mind taking a criticism at the very end here. You suck, you backstabber. Do you have any comments on that? Yeah, give me his... Uh, give I just me, gave it to everybody. Well, oh, okay. All right. Well... I'm going to retweet him. Because <laughs> I love retweeting stuff like that. Uh, and that's, you know... In the Christmas spirit. Mom, some people's hatred cannot even be thwarted by the Christmas spirit. There you go. And God bless them. They're who they are. God, God bless them. <laughs> yeah, right. God, God bless, bless us, them. everyone. Uh, yes. Thanks for coming on. Uh, it was my pleasure. It was my I pleasure. I had a good time. I had a great time. Uh, I love you. Thank you for being here. Um, you don't have a Twitter, so that's probably good. I don't know if you want these people following you. <laughs> Uh, thanks for writing in, everybody. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave a good review if you like. Um, get all the information about the podcast or about what I'm doing, uh, shows and whatnot, at JoeDeRosaComedy.com. Again, uh, January 4th, doing a show, one show. That's it, at uh, the Lizard Lounge at the Chameleon Club. And then uh, the following week, uh, Cap City in Austin, Texas, can't wait to see you, Austin, again. I miss you very much. Uh, and the new album, Mistakes Were Made, the B-Sides is out on iTunes and Amazon. Buy it. Thanks, everybody. Merry Christmas. And a very happy new year to all. Yes, and happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.